Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning here at 6 o'clock. We are glad you're with us for Orlando's News, Weather, and Traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning today marks five years since the Sandy Hook murders. And thanks to warmer weather, a new I 4 exit opens. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. I told you that that Mueller probe was rigged, and I've got reams of new evidence this morning. I'll lay it out for you next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning, or better known as Friday Eve, at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. Today is five years since the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre in Newtown, Connecticut. It was December 14, 2012, when 20-year-old Adam Lanza murdered 20 young children and six school employees before turning the gun on himself. It was one of the worst mass shootings in American history. The old school was torn down and a new one built on another piece of land. Connecticut's governor has called for U.S. and state flags in his state to be lowered to half staff from sunrise to sunset. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump says they are so close to passing a huge tax cut bill on Capitol Hill. Trump promoted the bill at a White House at the White House yesterday and said the massive tax cuts will boost working families. Republican lawmakers say they reached an agreement on the bill after separate measures were passed in the House and Senate. Democrats are expected to vote against it, calling it a huge gift to the wealthy that will blow up the federal deficit. Got a couple of reports coming downstream later in the show here. Uh, We'll tell you exactly what is in this plan, which has been passed by the leadership, still has to be voted on by the membership of both the House and the Senate. And uh, I'll tell you why I think they're absolutely now, without a question, going to get this done. And it's related to the Alabama election yesterday. It's all coming up. And speaking of Alabama, Roy Moore is still not conceding the U.S. Senate race in Alabama. The Republican candidate lost to Democrat Doug Jones in Tuesday's special election. The margin between the final votes was larger than required for a recount in Alabama. Moore issued a statement uh, last night saying his campaign was still waiting for the official vote count. The Senate race in Alabama became hotly contested after Moore was accused by numerous women of sexual misconduct. He's rejected the accusations. The FCC is expected to end net neutrality rules today. The rules adopted during the Obama administration force Internet service providers to treat all traffic equally. Ending the rules mean providers will be able to speed up, slow down, or block traffic from certain websites and apps. Supporters of net neutrality argue that repealing the rules will give companies like AT&T, Verizon, and Comcast too much control over web traffic. This is all part of uh, pushing the Trump deregulation deregulation agenda. Uh, it's complicated. It makes your eyes glaze over this net neutrality thing a little bit. we got a live report on it coming up later in the show. In local news, downtown Orlando motorists are encouraging or encountering a change on I-4 this morning that was delayed for two days by weather. It turns out it was too cold for I-4 Ultimate Project crews to complete paving and the painting of lane markers for a new westbound exit to Michigan Street. It has to be at least 45 degrees or warmer for them to be able to do that. But it's now warmed up enough to finish the work and allow traffic on the ramp that starts one mile sooner. The ramp is connected to the existing westbound I-4 entrance ramp from Gore Street and the 408. A woman in Eustis is in jail after allegedly refusing to leave her home after an eviction. Juanita Fitzgerald was arrested yesterday, just days before her 94th birthday. According to an arrest report, Fitzgerald was evicted for falling behind on her rent. Fitzgerald was being held at the Lake County Jail in lieu of a $500 bond 
on a trespassing charge days before she turns 94 years old. Never heard of him uh, putting anyone that old in the slammer. For ever. falling behind on their rent, and for being, that's just, yeah. Seems to me there should have been some way, other way to resolve this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Okay. A, a week before Christmas. Yeah. And finally, Massachusetts is America's healthiest state. At least that's according to an annual report from the United Health Foundation based on factors such as smoking, physical activity, obesity, air pollution, and infant death rates. Massachusetts took the top spot because of its low obesity rates, low uninsured population, and high number of mental health providers. Hawaii, Vermont, Utah, and Connecticut rounded out the top five. The lowest-ranked state was once again Mississippi, followed by Louisiana. WFLA News Time at 6.05, and read about how you can listen to your favorite holiday music with our free iHeartRadio app at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 102.5. And we greet you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Good Friday morning to you. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com alongside the Deb Meister, the Bud Man here. It's a good Thursday morning. What did I say? Friday. Did I really? You big tease. Well, because you hit me with the Friday Eve thing and you planted that. We had, oh. a little, we had a little trouble getting out of the gate this morning. I don't know what it is, but at any rate, maybe I'm already in weekend mode. Sorry, <laughs> Deb. No, not at all. I need to get my act together. Nobody's going to believe a word I say this morning here. If I, <laughs> I can't even get through the setup. Yaffe in the control room. I blame it all on him, you know. I mean, can't be the host's oh, fault. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's got to be the executive producer. You know, I mean, you know, actually, nobody noticed your mistake because your mic wasn't on. So, no, but but just a moment ago, you weren't listening. You weren't paying attention. Deb caught me saying good Friday morning or something. Oh, OK. I'm sorry. I was talking to an engineer about fixing our traffic. So there's that going on, too. So you finally found a way to fix the traffic in Central Florida. Yeah, you're going to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean our traffic reports, yes. technically. <laughs> okay. Stephanie is uh, the only one who seems to have her act fully together, and she'll be the voice. I'm always together. All right, good. I was going to say, maybe maybe my eyes deceive me, but you look like you're in good shape and cool, calm, and collected, and she's the voice you will hear if you want to join the conversation on a host of hot topics, local and national, this morning. 407-916-5400, our text line 23680, and their standard message and data rates apply. Earlier this week, I got on a real rant when I said, you know, I know there'd be political hell to pay for, but I'm about ready to say that the president ought to order the firing of special counsel Robert Mueller. The guy who would have to do that is the guy who was grilled on Capitol Hill yesterday before the House Judiciary Committee, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, I have no idea how you say that last name. Would somebody at the open of one of these hearings ask him to pronounce it? Because everybody gets it one way or the other, and it can't be both. But that's not the important thing. It's what they said to Rosenstein and all the new texts that have come out that show how stacked the deck is on Mueller's team against Trump and his team. Wait till you hear this. It is coming up. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Well, it's a little chilly outside, but it was red hot as blazes in the House Judiciary Committee hearings yesterday. 
where they hauled the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, I'm just going to pick one, Rod Rosenstein before the committee, and they grilled him on a spit until he was charred, and they should have. He is the one who has the power to fire Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller at Trump's order. Or he can do it on his own, but he's not going to do it on his own, as you will hear. I've told you, I think Mueller's now got to go because his team is full of people heavily biased against Republicans, and particularly now it's more clear than ever, against President Trump. Lots of donors, big-time donors to Democrat causes, to the candidacies of Obama and the failed presidential candidacy of Hillary Clinton. I don't know if there are any on there who are actively involved in supporting the Republican Party or the President of the United States. I'm not aware of any. I'd like to know. But at any rate, I, I, I just don't, I just don't, I think this thing is a witch hunt because I think these people all are politically motivated under Mueller, even though Mueller's been a Republican, to get this president and get him out of office. Yesterday, after the Justice Department, in advance of Rosenstein's testimony, had just released hundreds more of these text messages between two FBI officials, the demoted Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, um, they were romantically involved, more, more of these anti-Trump and pro-Clinton texts. One of them, Strzok in 2016, writes, God, Trump is a loathsome human. Um, that Trump is an idiot. Page writes back, he's awful. Um, I mean, and it goes on and on from there. Let's listen to a couple of the Republicans who have had it with this complete politically driven witch hunt by Mueller. And let's listen to him now. Can you say that this group of Democrat partisans are unbiased, and will give President Trump a fair shake. This is unbelievable. And I'm here to tell you, Mr. Rosenstein, I think the public trust in this whole thing is gone. So it seems to me you got two things you can do. You're the guy in charge. You're the guy who picked Mueller. You're the guy who wrote the memo saying why he needed to fire Comey. You're the guy in charge. You could disband the Mueller special prosecutor, and you can do what we've all called for. Appoint a second special counsel to look into this, to look into Peter Strzok, Bruce Orr, everything else we've learned in the last several weeks. And Rosenstein sits there, deer caught in the headlights, look. Sometimes he's snorting, sometimes he's coughing and choking on his own words. But on the issue of the objectivity of Robert Mueller and his team in this special prosecutor investigation... This I'm going to drop right into the Budman's Believe It or Not file. Uh, Rosenstein just doesn't think there's anything being done here that is inappropriate, totally believes in Mueller, totally believes in all the people working under him, that while they may have their own political points of view, it would never, ever bleed over into their work for the special counsel. Listen. He is running that office appropriately. 
recognizing that people have political views, but ensuring that those views are not in any way a factor in how they conduct themselves. Wow. How much are we supposed to swallow on one gulp, Mr. Rosenstein? Do you believe him? Do you believe? Maybe he believes what he's saying, but do you believe that he is right? That Mueller is running the office appropriately? And that these people who have donated to the Republican Party and these texters that have been caught with all of this, I mean, really blatantly anti-Trump back and forth, that they can put it all aside and objectively do the work of the special prosecutor. Do you? Where are you on this? Is there anybody out there who agrees with me now that it's time for Mueller to be blown out the door and his team of anti-Trump biased investigators? Or am I the lone ranger on this? If so, I owe silver and away we go, because I'm not changing my view based on anything I know now. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Let me know where you stand on this. This is critically important stuff. The future of the Trump presidency may hinge on how this plays out. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. Whether you're celebrating Christmas, celebrating Hanukkah, it is a wonderful time of year. Wonderful to have you with us. Yaffe, um, the House Judiciary Committee hearings were riveting yesterday, and the Republicans were red hot. The Democrats were trying to circle the wagons for the embattled Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein and, 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 and the integrity of the Mueller probe, which I've lost all faith in now. Uh, yeah, one point that I, that I heard yesterday that really makes sense to me is Rosenstein keeps saying, that, well, bias happens in investigations like this, and you have to keep it in check. But all the bias that I've seen and everyone's seen has been against Trump and Republicans. It's not yeah. like there's some that are biased for Trump, some yeah. that are biased against him. It's all vehemently against Trump. That's exactly right. And it's what I pointed out in my tirade a few moments ago here. I'm not hearing anything about anybody there who's, you got to watch him. He's Trump all the way. Not <laughs> yeah, hearing that's that. true. Yeah, exactly there's nobody, right. There's nobody on the Trump train that I'm aware of. Yeah, not, I'm, hasn't been revealed, that's for sure. Don, good morning from Orlando. Welcome to the conversation, Don. Bud, there's a reason that you can't find any Trump trainers inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C. Why is that? And, and I've never heard Rush or anybody else uh, discuss it this way. Go ahead. But Washington, D.C. is a one-industry town. The product that they that they um, deal in is government, right? And every other every other town in America has had a textile mill or a steel mill go out of business and move the move the business to China or mm-hmm. Mexico, and that community has gone into a recession. The property values go down. You can't sell your house. You've got a million dollar home. It's worth zero, right? And and every community in America has experienced that, except Washington D.C. And and right, um, 
folks were saying not too long ago that the five richest counties in America, the top five, are all Washington, D.C. suburbs. Yes, they are. That's interesting. You you raise an excellent point. What you're talking about here is the entrenched bureaucracy, the deep state with a vested interest in the status quo, which is the antithesis of what Donald Trump represents. Because all of them up there see this guy coming in from out of town yep. and see all of us saying, drain the swamp, yep. you know, do away with the Environmental Protection Agency, close down this shop, you know, uh, right. shred all their documents and format all their hard drives and reduce the size of government, reduce uh, spend. In your lifetime and in my seven decades on this planet, mm-hmm. there has never been a single year where any where Washington D.C. the government has received few, fewer yep. dollars in revenue from one year over the other. It's always been yep. more taxes, yep. more spending, more taxes, more spending. Hey, Don, you could yeah. go on forever, and you've been eloquent. You need your own talk show. Well, I just need to get. I mean, I can't imagine why Sean Hannity, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, nobody has seen the fact that that you can't find a Republican inside the Beltway. Well, listen, thank you, but if you might have missed a few shows here in the morning, you need to be with us every morning right off the top because we've talked about that, Don. Thank you, Olin in Palm Bay. Time for Mueller to go or what? Oh yes, I agree with you completely. But uh, I'd like to see Mueller and Rosenstein fired and their gang disbanded and uh you mentioned a uh second uh special prosecutor yeah and my choice would be rudy giuliani an incorruptible man that was a federal prosecutor in new york city that yeah. put the fear of god into the mafia he was a the one of the greatest mayors new york city ever had i wish he thank you very much we're attorney general Instead of Sessions, we'd still have Sessions and the Alabama seat for the Republicans, by the way, as I pointed out in the wake of the Roy Moore situation. Uh, Quickly to the text line, Yaffe, before we break for Deb's news update. Yeah, it seems our texters agree with our callers. One person said this. I agree with you, bud. I think Trump should call a press conference and say, Rosenstein, Mueller, you're fired. So there you go. Another person says, I don't believe him at all. I think they're all biased and hostile. It's hostile towards the president. We'll have more on this as we go along, um, so stay tuned. Today marks five years since the Sandy Hook murders at that school in Connecticut and a state attorney denying a delay in that shark-dragging video case here in Florida. Deb's going to update our news. Then we got uh, Gina from New York with a Bloomberg Business Report. After that, a live report on what's in that tax cut, tax reform deal that Republican and Senate Uh, leaders, Senate and House leaders, have agreed on, okay? And I'll tell you also why I'm absolutely sure they will ultimately get this done and before Christmas. Good morning, Orlando, at 6.30. Deborah Roberts alongside me now to get us up to date and um, focusing right off the top on an anniversary we'd like to be able to forget, wish had never happened, but it's good that, that we continue to mark this national tragedy. Where today is the five-year anniversary of the attack on Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, that left 20 children and six adults dead. The children killed by troubled town resident Adam Lanza were all first graders, and the suspect took his own life as police closed in. The senseless attack stunned the nation and has led to efforts to reform the country's gun control laws. A lawsuit filed against gun companies by the families of Sandy Hook victims was dismissed by a state court 
and is being appealed. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Hillsborough County State Attorney insists there was no foot dragging in bringing charges against three Gulf Coast men in the shark dragging video case. The investigation took four months. However, Andrew Warren says the case moved quickly after it was transferred from the Manatee, Sarasota prosecutor's office. They brought the case to us a matter of weeks ago. It took a little bit of time to confirm that we did have jurisdiction, and after that point, we moved pretty quickly to actually bring charges. 21-year-old Michael Wenzel, 28-year-old Bo Benack, and 23-year-old Spencer Heinz are charged for dragging a shark to its death behind a boat. Warren wouldn't comment, though, on reports that a fourth person on the boat has cut a deal to possibly testify against the other three. Meanwhile, a South Florida dairy farm accused of animal abuse is facing new allegations. Richard Kudo with the animal rights group Animal Recovery Mission claims that the owner of Larson Dairy Farm in Okeechobee knew that cattle were being kicked and beaten. Real violent stuff. They're rebarring the animals. They're snapping and fracturing tails. They're punching. Mm. They're kicking. And none of this was hidden. Not once did an employee turn around and say, hey, Where's Larson? Because I'm going to beat the crap out of this cow right now and I don't want him to see. Nothing was hidden. These animals were beaten openly. Arm released new undercover video yesterday that it says shows owner Jacob Larson witnessing employees using excessive force in the milking parlor and in one case restricting a cow while a worker kicked it in the head. This has had real repercussions for this dairy. They were a major supplier to public supermarkets, which has now ended its relationship with Larson Dairy while this investigation is ongoing. I sure hope they throw the book at them. I do, too. And anybody else involved in it. Yeah, don't want violence. I don't want a side of violence with my food. It's unbelievable. Where do you find these kind of people who will do this to an animal? Because it's, it's a real short leap from an animal to a human being. No doubt about it, Deb. Okay, for a palate cleanser, a little bit of good news. There are two new young stars at SeaWorld Orlando. They're walrus calves named Ginger and Aku. And as of this week, guests can see them play, socialize, and interact with staff, including bottle feeding at the park's wild Arctic habitat. The calves were introduced to each other last month after Aku was rescued from a gold mining dredge off the coast of Alaska. SeaWorld says it hopes Ginger and Aku will inspire park guests to learn more about walruses, the threats their species face in the wild, and what can be done to help. First I've heard of this, I can't wait to see them. I can't either. I love walruses. (laughs) You can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. As Gina joins us live, as always, from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. And good Thursday morning to you, Gina. Good morning to you. Well, you were right. Yesterday, the Fed raised an interest rate, um, as you said that they would likely do. And yet the stock market seems to continue to soar. What can you tell us? Well, looks like we're headed for a higher Wall Street open this morning after the Dow hit a new record high yesterday, up 81 points or three-tenths percent to 24,585. Industrials and consumer-related shares led the gainers. The broader market was little changed. The S&P slipped a point to 2663. Financials led the decliners. The Nasdaq was up 13 to 68.76, and the Orlando index also gained about two-tenths percent. As you mentioned, the Fed followed through with an expected Mm -hmm. interest rate hike of a quarter of a percent, also raised its forecast for economic growth in 2018, and policymakers stuck with a projection of three rate hikes in the coming year. Okay, what do you have your eyes on today at Bloomberg in terms of economic data and uh, other things investors will be very, very conscious of? 
We have a number of economic reports to watch for. We get the initial jobless claims numbers, a weekly look at consumer comfort, a monthly report on retail sales, import, export prices, and other reports. U.S. investors are continuing to monitor tax overhaul efforts in Washington, and the European Central Bank holds its final meeting of the year. And you're keeping your eye on the uh, expected deal where Disney acquires a big chunk of Fox. All that's supposed to come down today. What have you got on that at this hour? Today, Disney's expected to announce the acquisition of a large piece of 21st Century Fox worth $60 billion, these assets. It would be the biggest deal ever for Disney. A person familiar with this deal says Disney will pay $28 to $29 a share in an all-stock deal for Fox businesses, including a movie studio, cable channels, and international assets. And we all use the Internet, and the way the Internet works and is regulated Looks like it's going to be changing with a big net neutrality vote slated for today. Right, Gina? That's right. The FCC is set to scale back net neutrality rules that came into force during the Obama administration. This would change how the agency regulates Internet service providers such as AT&T and Comcast. The rules would, I should say. Now, these changes would roll back restrictions that keep Internet providers from slowing down services from rivals or collecting more money from services that compete with them. And before you go here at the Christmas holiday season, so many folks are ordering online. I mean, and it's great business for the likes of UPS and FedEx, but they're having some problems adjusting to the uh, to the new business, right? Yeah, so the two package haulers are expanding their neighborhood locations, such as drugstores and supermarkets, where customers can pick up parcels or drop off returns in lieu of the usual front door option this year. The move comes as the National Retail Federation predicts online sales will rise as much as 15% over the holidays. Still, the head of one package shipping advising firm says the problem for UPS and FedEx here with these centers is that it's hard to beat having packages delivered straight to your front door. Yeah, the convenience absolutely Mm -hmm. is what everybody loves. All right, thank you so much. Gina Cervetti, as always, with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. Same time every morning on Good Morning Orlando. We'll catch you in 24 hours. Have a wonderful day, Gina. You too, thanks. Yeah, thank you. In a moment, we're going to bring in our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent, Sharon Reed, uh, and we're going to talk over what is in this tax reform tax cut deal that GOP leaders in the House and Senate struck yesterday. Is this thing going to pass both houses and be signed by the president as he wants before Christmas. A live report on this important story straight ahead, along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well, of course, here in only two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Merry Christmas! Or Happy Hanukkah! Whatever applies. And we are glad you're with us on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Um, that tax deal, the tax cuts, uh, look like they're they're moving along. Big step, uh, big hurdle was cleared yesterday. Let's bring on News Radio 1025's national correspondent Sharon Reed on this tax reform tax cut deal um, that has been reached by the House and Senate Republican leadership. Good morning to you, Sharon. What can you tell us? Well, good morning. And you know the president is saying that if this continues to move forward. Um, And he gets this on his desk by Christmas. Americans could see lower taxes and bigger paychecks starting in February. It still needs to go through the Senate. Um, We're anticipating the first votes. The procedural votes could start on Monday and then perhaps a final vote in the Senate by Tuesday. Then perhaps it goes to the House by Wednesday. You know, the lawmakers want to get out of town there by next the end of next week. So 
Um, it, it is moving forward. They, they've announced this general agreement. They're still working out some tweaks and so forth. But um, we'll see. And, and, and as you mentioned in the headlines with John McCain in the hospital, that could that could add a wrinkle to this. They can only spare two Republican no votes or yes. non-votes there to get it through the Senate. So we'll see what happens on that front. And there's great incentive to get this done before the um, <laughs> the new Democrat senator out of Alabama, Doug Jones, is seated. You know, so I think that's a real incentive to get this thing done before that happens. Absolutely. And, you know, the Democratic leadership, Chuck Schumer and all, are, are calling for a delay. They don't want it rushed through. They say um, Republicans need to keep right. in mind what happened in Alabama. And they say that, you know, uh, so it, it seemed only fair to them to hold off. But the GOP leadership seems to be moving forward. <laughs> I, think, I would imagine they're not giving Schumer <laughs> much attention in that regard. But let's no, get to no. some of the specifics of what is in this agreed to plan by the Republican House and Senate leadership in terms of, well, let's start with the with the corporate tax rate, okay? What's that going to be? It's now at 35%, makes us really non-competitive on the world stage. Right. That's coming right. down, but not as far as some wanted. That's right. The House and the Senate versions initially passed had lowered it to 20%, which is what the president had said he wanted, and that would be non-negotiable. But now it looks like it's going to settle at 21%. And President Trump has said he would go ahead and sign that at 21 percent. But again, it's, it is down yeah. from 35. Now, what about personal tax rates here and, and other things that, uh, that just everyday taxpayers like you and me and our audience here uh, will be experiencing? Right. The personal, indiv- the top individual tax rate would go down even more than what the House and the Senate versions had called for. It's at 39 percent. Now it would go down to 37 percent for the richest Americans. Um, there is also there was a lot of debate about state and local tax deductions. It would limit but keep state and local property tax deductions, but would eliminate state income tax deductions. So there's a little bit of leeway there. Um, one of the other things that got a lot of headlines was um Grad students who receive tuition stipends were going to have to pay taxes on it. This does not call for that. This keeps high out-of-pocket medical expenses as deductible. Um, it does lower the cap on mortgage interest rates, but that's you know from a million to seven hundred fifty thousand. So um, so for more expensive property. Uh, and, and and but you know there are there are waiting for that nonpartisan joint committee on taxation assessment the the budget score if you mm-hmm. will to find out what this impact all reaching would be on the deficit you know remember the last versions it was about a hundred and make it one point five trillion dollar over ten years deficit. over over the ten years indeed right right, right. on the Senate rules it can't go over that so they've made some right. adjustments here. Do you see any way this doesn't get passed with what's at stake for the Republicans facing voters, all of them in the uh, in the House, of course, in 2018 and a bunch of them in the Senate as well? I mean, they got to go there with something that they got done. Health care didn't play out. It, it, it's well, and this does include that uh, it does repeal the individual mandate for Obamacare, yep. um, whether that causes any of those people who were opposed to that before to hold off. We'll see. Susan Collins of Maine seems to be more concerned about the, the tax rates, the that lowering of the individual tax rate to 37 percent. She yeah. and Marco Rubio have both said that they're concerned about that. Um, and again, McCain, if he's there, you know, it's all about getting the, getting enough of the votes on the, the Senate side to to get it through. Good job for us here sorting out all of this that has come down yesterday. And again, it's not a fully done deal. This is a leadership agreement in the House mm-hmm. and the Senate by the Republicans. It's got to go to the general membership. But great incentives, as we've discussed, Sharon, for this thing to get done and to the president for his signature by Christmas. News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed, always on the job, a great pro, and great to have you with us here. And good morning, Orlando. <laughs> Merry Christmas and have a wonderful day. 
You too. Take care. All right. There we go. Sweetly singing the plains. So, Yaffe, they're really fast-tracking tax reform and tax cuts in the Republican-controlled House and Senate. Um, they know they're going to be down a seat when Doug Jones takes over from Alabama, from Luther Strange, who filled the seat that was held by Jeff Sessions until he was uh, made attorney general by President Trump early last year. Um, and, And they have to get this done now. You know, they may have dragged their feet on this if it hadn't been for the results in Alabama, but now they're going to be one seat shy in the Senate. they got to get it done now while they have that extra cushion at 52-48 instead of being down as they will to 51-49. That's a great incentive for this thing to go before the whole House and the whole Senate and get reconciled and get passed and get signed by the president as he wants before Christmas. And I believe on that basis, it will happen. Yeah, I think it will happen as well. And Trump, of course, will sign it. I just hope they get it right. Sometimes when Congress rushes through these things, they mess up some things, is what's happened in the Senate bill. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you like what you see? I'm, I particularly like dropping the corporate rate 35 to 21. Now, forget, forget the fact that we got a ballooning deficit here. Hopefully growth will somehow overcome this. It never does in these plans. But we've got to be more competitive on the international stage in a global economy than we are at 35%. And and people are saying, well, that, that's just for all the big wigs and corporations and whatever, and they'll never use any of that money to hire more people, et cetera. It'll be used in a mm-hmm. host of way when it comes on shore, trillions of dollars a year. But I, I think it could really fuel increased uh, growth, and I think that would be good for everybody's economic situation. Yeah, I think that's the best part of the bill, and I think that was the part. I agree with you completely. That was the thing that was most needed. We have to be competitive uh, compared to the rest of the world. We have, what, the r- highest corporate tax rate compared to the rest of the industrialized world. We do. We need we need to lower that. I think I agree with you. I think it's a good thing. And people who disagree with it, they just want the government to have more money. That's it. They believe the money is better handled by the government than by private business. Yeah. And I, you and I obviously disagree with that. Well, we're $20 trillion in debt. I mean, case closed. <laughs> How well point. does the government handle the money? Yeah, exactly. Not very right. well. Yeah. All right. You know, so it's got to happen. And because also they're worried about it not getting done if they lose another Senate seat. And you don't know. Sharon Reed raised a great point. What if John McCain suddenly is incapacitated with his brain cancer? Wow. Yeah. You know? I mean, if he's in the hospital right now. Yeah. And we and we wish him well. You know, politics aside, you know, yeah. he's not my kind of Republican, but he's a legitimate American hero to me. And uh and 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 I hate to see him uh suffering as he is. Uh, no question. He's mm-hmm. one tough cookie though. But you see, they have to get this done, the Republicans, and they will get it done because they cannot face the voters in twenty eighteen with no major legislation, no demonstrated ability to come together to heal the party divisions and actually get something done. Yeah, I agree with you. Some of the polls out there, though, say this tax bill is not very popular. I have a feeling in 2019, when people start doing their tax returns and they start noticing that they're getting more money back or not giving as much money to the government, that they'll like this bill in the long run. Yeah, and by the way, you start seeing the benefits, even though 
it, it's in the next tax year. But this February, if they get it done by Christmas, the IRS, and, and Trump reported this yesterday as breaking news, has told him you'll see the benefits starting in February, uh, all, all the new rates, et cetera, this coming February, okay? Right. It won't affect your taxes this time around. It will the next year, as you were citing. Okay, uh, coming up here, we got Deborah Roberts at the top of the hour updating our news, marking the five-year anniversary of one of the worst mass murders, maybe the most heartbreaking in the history of this country. It is all ahead for you on the 50,000-watt front porch. And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and we are glad you're with us on a Thursday morning at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at 7 o'clock on a Thursday. You're just in time for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning today marks five years since the Sandy Hook massacre and the governor orders new sexual harassment policies. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And ahead, the sex swamp claims a life. The Amorosa mystery. And did Anderson Cooper really call the president a pathetic loser? Stay tuned. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. Today is the fifth anniversary of the attack on Sandy Hook Elementary School, where 20 first graders and six adults were shot and killed. Connecticut Democratic Congresswoman Elizabeth Esty says not enough has been done since the shooting to prevent gun violence, and she's urging her colleagues in Congress to pass gun control legislation. The American people know the right thing to do. Our law enforcement know the right thing to do. The vast majority of responsible gun owners know the right thing to do. And yet somehow this body has failed to act. A benefit was held earlier this week to mark the anniversary in New York City by the group Sandy Hook Promise. Over a million dollars was raised by the event at the Plaza Hotel, which was attended by family members of victims. Numerous celebrities were also on hand, as was former Vice President Joe Biden. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Documentary filmmaker Morgan Spurlock is admitting to sexual misconduct and says he's, quote, part of the problem, end quote. In an online post, the Super Size Me director said he had seen so many men fall for their past indiscretions and wondered when they would come for him. He went on to describe an accusation of rape and money he paid an assistant to keep quiet about sexual harassment claims. He said he's cheated on every wife and girlfriend he's ever had. He finished by saying he hopes to repair the damaged relationships and that he's seeking help. Meanwhile, another major Hollywood actress is speaking out against Harvey Weinstein. Salma Hayek has written an opinion piece for The New York Times detailing the alleged sexual harassment she suffered from Weinstein. In the article, Hayek calls Weinstein a monster and says he made her agree to a lesbian sex scene in the 2002 movie Frida before she was able to finish it. Dozens of stories have come out recently about Weinstein and sexual misconduct. He denies the allegations. Governor Rick Scott signs an executive order establishing new policies to deal with sexual harassment at state agencies. The order covers employee training, reporting of harassment, and investigation of any allegations. Every um, agency was doing a little bit differently. What this this did is set up a process where, you know, we we have um, clear expectations of what the training would be, what the reporting process would be. Um, It's all just to make sure we have a process that works. Scott issued the order after one of the men he appointed to the Public Service Commission, Rich Workman of Melbourne, was forced to resign after being accused of sexual misconduct by State Senator Lizbeth Benequisto. And finally, new uh, allegations are surfacing about celebrity chef Mario Batali and the Spotted Pig, a well-known restaurant in New York City. 
The New York Times reports staffers say owner Ken Friedman had what they referred to as a rape room on the third floor. Oh, my. Where Friedman and Batali would sexually harass women. The Times says it spoke with several former employees who described repeated instances of sexual misconduct. Friedman told the paper that while some incidents were not as described, he apologizes publicly for his actions. Batali has also issued an apology telling the Times there's, quote, no question I have behaved terribly, end quote. There's no end. No. We're not even at the end of the beginning on this, Deb. No, no. And it gets more sordid all the time, doesn't it? Yes, it does. WFLA News Time at 7.06. Read about House Speaker Paul Ryan, Ryan saying Congress should stop using taxpayer dollars to settle harassment claims. You can get those details at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Alongside Deborah Roberts, who will be bringing us the news whenever it breaks and top of the bottom of an hour, of course, all morning long. The Budman here with Yaffe in the control room producing, and Stephanie is our screener. If you want to join the conversation on the sex swamp having taken a life now, it's come to that, and the Omarosa drama at the White House, and that tweet from Anderson Cooper disparaging the president, or was it? From Anderson Cooper, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. As we join you from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll get into all of this and more, and uh, we'll do it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in only two minutes. Stay with me on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You think we've seen and we've heard it all when it comes to the sex swamp stories out of Hollywood in Congress, etc.? Something new and really disturbing this morning. The sex swamp has claimed a life. Kentucky state lawmaker, Representative Dan Johnson, has committed suicide. He was also a pastor of a church. And it had come to light on Louisville, Kentucky public radio that a woman now who was 17 on New Year's Eve of 2012, claimed that she was forcibly kissed and she was groped by Kentucky State Representative and Pastor Dan Johnson. No charges have ever been filed in this case. This man apparently was held in high regard by many. As a matter of fact, great tributes to him uh, from the governor, Matt Bevan, and, and others in high political places in the state of Kentucky. Um, he killed himself with a gun yesterday on a bridge. Blew his brains out. The day before, he had held a press conference at his church where he denied the, the allegations of molesting this girl. He said, there's absolutely nothing to it. Never happened. It has now been discovered that after his body was found, they went back and found that he had posted this yesterday afternoon at 5 p.m. on his Facebook page. Listen to this. The accusations from NPR are false. God and only God knows the truth. Nothing is the way they make it out to be. America will not survive this type of judge and jury fake news. 
Conservatives take a stand. I love God and I love my wife, who is the best wife in the world. My love forever. My mom and dad, my family, and all five of my kids and nine grandchildren, each of you are a total gift from God. Stay strong. Rebecca, I assume that's his wife, Rebecca needs you. And then he makes a reference to having PTSD. And I'd have nothing more on it except what's in the Facebook posting. 9-11-2001, New York City World Trade Center, PTSD, 24-7, 16 years. It's a sickness that will take my life. I cannot handle it any longer. It has won this life. But heaven is my home. Please listen closely. Only three things I ask of you to do if you love me is, one, blame no person. Satan is the accuser, so blame the devil himself. Two, forgive and love everyone, especially yourself. Three, most importantly, love God. P.S. I love my friends. You are my family. God loves all people, no matter what. I have no idea whether he did this with this girl or not. I don't. But even if he did, this should not result in the loss of a life. With PTSD, he may have been mentally fragile. Who knows? But this could well have pushed him over the edge if there's nothing to it, even if there is something to it. We've got a man who denied everything, was never criminally charged, and he is dead this morning. The first fatality that I'm aware of directly connected to the sex swamp. I just find this heartbreaking. I find it disturbing. And to me, I find it disturbing whether he did what the young woman alleges or whether he did not. We should not be losing lives over allegations of sexual harassment, assault, rape, whatever. This is not a capital crime issue. People should be punished appropriately, but nobody should wind up dead. Do you know what I'm saying? This is why I find this very disturbing. Whether there's any truth to this or not. You know, what are we becoming? Where are we going? The sex swamp's got to be cleaned up. Women have got to be protected from this outrage in the workplace. No question about it. I'll say that to my dying day, and I'll fight for it. But we should not be losing lives here. 407-916-5400. What is your reaction to this story and my take on it? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Still haven't gotten to this deal with Amarosa and Anderson Cooper. Separate stories, by the way. We're not linking the two. I don't know where the truth lies on the story of this Kentucky State lawmaker and pastor who committed suicide yesterday after completely denying the allegation by a woman. Now she was 17 five years ago on New Year's Eve, said that the pastor had been drinking and groped her at a New Year's Eve party leaves behind an enormous family and apparently a man who was highly regarded who said there's nothing to this. Listen, you know, I mean, we need to throw the book at, uh, at, at people who are doing this to women. There's no question about it. It's got to stop. Guys have got to stop doing this. And the penalties need to be severe as a deterrent. Um, but you know what? You say, well, the guy committed suicide. He must have done it. I don't know. There are, there are men, and I think I can relate to this, you know, who've tried to do things right, who've lived their lives 
and uh, well as well as they can, as imperfect as we all are, and, 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 and have a reputation in our professional lives and are loved in our personal lives and admired maybe, and then to walk around for the rest of your life under this cloud of suspicion like a scarlet letter on your forehead, you deny this, but there's no way to remove the stain if there's nothing to it. And you just can't take it anymore because you can never get away from it. And the way it feels, the way people look at you, the way they behave around you, it's different. I just wonder, this is the real tragic side of this, this whole story. I mean, this, this, this whole sex swamp has got to be cleaned up. But when it comes to the idea that for one reason or another, lives are lost, there's something wrong. Yaffe, on the text line, what's coming in? I lost a caller here a moment ago. Uh, yeah, one person says this, bud. says innocent men should be protected too. When did be when did it become guilty until proven innocent? That's the way it works in the court of public opinion now. It should work the same way as it works in the criminal justice system with a presumption of innocence in this country, and it does not. Yeah, another person says when an allegation can destroy someone's life, is it not just as bad as someone losing their life? Anyway, and again, I don't know whether he did this with this girl or not. I know that he says he didn't, and he was always regarded as an honorable man. You know, not one of these sleazeball politicians or sleazeball Hollywood types. You know, that was, that was not what this guy was all about, at least as anyone knew. From what I understand, too, this is the only allegation against him, right? That's it. It's not like there's a line no, of women out it. the door. That's it. And it, was, and it was just one night when he was drinking, right? That's what she alleges, yes. Yeah. But he denies that. Yeah. And he's dead. It's just, I mean, it's just, oh. I anyway. think the PTSD definitely played a role here, too. Yeah, yeah. So we got Amorosa, longtime buddy of the president since she was a star on his Celebrity Apprentice show. She was um, heading up the White House Office of Public Liaison, okay? She's black and uh, I think the only African-American presence in the, in the Trump inner circle here. She's either resigned or been fired. Conflicting reports on that. Apparently, John Kelly, the chief of staff, pulled the plug on her um, and had canceled out her, her, her credentials to get in and get access through the doors and whatever. And uh, apparently she was fired by Kelly after trying to get an audience with President Trump. Uh, and, and Kelly didn't like the idea that she talked to the president all the time and, and, and had too much access, which he has been trying to control. And, um, and, and they had to literally drag her out of there, apparently, in the White House yesterday, kicking and screaming. That's what is reported. She's on TV this morning uh, talking about this, but I don't have any n- new information here. There are those who say also that it is possible Trump in his furor over losing the seat in Alabama and the Roy Moore thing took a look at the stats that show 96% of blacks in Alabama voted for the Democrat Doug Moore. 96%. That's, that's amazing. And that one of her jobs was outreach to black America on behalf of the president. And maybe he just, maybe he just decided to blow her out the door for that. I don't know what the answer is. I also don't know what the truth is for the um, the main man in prime time on CNN, Anderson Cooper, okay, he's not billed as an opinion guy, an objective reporter who hosts his Anderson Cooper 360s, been part of 60 Minutes, does all kinds of stuff. And on his Twitter account, all of a sudden, his response to President Trump explaining how 
Roy Moore tried hard, um, and uh, but the deck was stacked against him in explaining why he had supported Luther Strange initially in the race in Alabama. And then on the uh, Anderson Cooper Twitter account, it says, you know, well, you backed him, meaning Roy Moore, you pathetic loser. That's not something that a supposedly legitimate objective network anchor like Anderson Cooper can get away with. He says, I haven't been using my Twitter for several days. CNN says they're investigating. He says he was hacked. They say at CNN the only other person who had access to his Twitter account and could activate it and write on it was Cooper's assistant. Are they throwing the assistant under the bus? Why would an assistant do that knowing that they serve at the pleasure of Anderson Cooper? Because if the the assistant's trying to blow him up, he is certainly going to get blown up and lose his job. I don't know where the truth lies there. We'll continue to follow that and the rest of the saga on Amorosa still to come. Deb's joining us now with a news update on a very, very sad national anniversary. Five years, would you believe, since the Sandy Hook School murders and the Olympic torch relay to feature an appearance by, sign of the times, a robot. Good morning, Orlando at 7.30. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Wonderful to have you with us here on a Thursday morning. Deborah Roberts about to update us on the news. Deb, we continue to get uh, um, input on, uh, on my commentary about this tragedy, the suicide of a Kentucky state lawmaker and pastor who denied the only allegation against him of sexual misconduct and... Um, and uh, we have a caller who wants to talk it over. Yeah, from the city beautiful, Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say this rush to judgment is making me uncomfortable. And I've actually suffered from sexual harassment before. And I still would want to see people railroaded. It's a, it's a very tight line that, you know, he said, she said what you can prove and, and how quickly action was taken or boundaries set. I just, when people go five years to complain about something or because you have five women, I don't believe that necessarily means that the man is guilty or the woman is guilty. I think it means you still have to do an investigation and find out. And for a minister, I think he would have been under horrible stress. He has a congregation to try to keep together along with his family life and his commitments to God. We're going to let we're going to let you go, Darlene, because the signal is not all that great. But you raise some interesting and important points here, Deb. I think the whole country is trying to get we're trying to get our footing on all of this because it's come upon us so fast. Yeah, you know it really has, and this has got to be cleaned up and stopped in the workplace. There's no question about it. But there does have to be some kind of way to balance this, so oh, we yeah. don't see things happen like this. No matter whether there, there's anything to what was alleged against this pastor and state lawmaker or not. You shouldn't have a dead man this morning. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. false reports just end up, yeah. you know, uh, com- compounding the problem, yeah. which is already a big enough problem on its own. Yeah. And we should never have children massacred where they sit in a school. But we are remembering the darkest day in that regard this country has ever seen. And if you can believe it or not, today is five years since the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre in Newtown, Connecticut. It was December 14, 2012, when 20-year-old Adam Lanza murdered 20 young children and six school employees before turning the gun on himself. It was one of the worst mass shootings in American history. The old school was torn down and a new one built on another piece of land. 
Connecticut Governor Dan Malloy has called for U.S. and state flags in Connecticut to be lowered to half-staff from sunrise to sunset. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Further proof that Mike Yaffe is truly on the cusp of cutting edge. He has been saying that robots are going to be taking over the world. And my next story Mm -hmm. is further proof that he's right. Because the 2018 Winter Olympic torch relay featured an appearance by the event's first non-human participant. Humanoid robot Kubo was the second torchbearer Monday at the Korean Advanced Institute of Science and Technology (laughs) in South Korea. The Pyeongchang 2018 Organizing Committee president was given the honor of lighting the flame for the day. He then passed it to a robotics professor who took the torch on a short trip in a vehicle driven by uh, robot Hubo. At least 7,500 torchbearers will transport the Olympic flame during its trip around the country. The torch will reach its final destination on February 9th when it will light the cauldron at the opening ceremonies of the 2018 Winter Games in Pyeongchang. I want to get a look at this robot. I mean, it... Have, have you seen creepy. it yet? Yeah, kind of creepy looking. I mean, it's not, it is not something that's made to look like a human being, right? It's not yet. It's like an R2D2 <laughs> thing or something <laughs> or a C3PO yet, or what keywords. is it? Yeah, not yet. Exactly. They are the keywords. Okay. He wow. just looks like, you know, like the robot you would picture, kind of like a C3PO, but not yeah. quite as advanced. But yeah. Okay. Wait until they start participating in the sports. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. And then it's over. Then right. it's, yep. Right. Well, there could be a doping scandal if they find out they put high test in instead of regular, you know? <laughs> What's killing point. this robot, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll charged to too long. It. It's crazy. What else is going on, Deb exactly. Meister? Uh, well, Google is revealing this year's most popular searches and questions, and Google trend expert Latoya Drake says her favorite top search was in the selfie category. It was the monkey selfie, that picture of that monkey uh, smiling. It was in um, the news this year because there was a court case. Who owned the selfie, the monkey or the person who owned the camera? <laughs> Yeah, well, it turns out that PETA and the photographer had reached a settlement in the uh, monkey selfie. The number one Google search this year, Hurricane Irma, followed by Matt Lauer, Tom Petty, Super Bowl, and the Las Vegas shooting, respectively. Another very popular search this year was the solar eclipse, with many people asking how to make eclipse glasses and where to see the astronomical event. Drake says that hacking and data breaches this year resulted in overwhelming searches on how to do a credit check. A complete breakdown of the year in search is available at google.com slash trends. What a year it's been. Deb, yes, thank it you. Has. You're welcome, bud man. Deborah Roberts with the news, top and bottom of the hour. Whenever we have breaking news, count on her. She'll be right in here with it as we continue for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit Laura has the buyers.com. Hey, we have our Christmas music edition of the Sound Judgment Game coming your way right now. And if you haven't won in 30 days, the company says you're eligible to play and to win our Prize today, it's a twofer. You are going to one of the college football bowl games in Orlando on us with a concert thrown in just for good measure. So, how about getting on the 50,000-watt front porch and taking your best shot? All you have to do is sing the words to one line of a Christmas song I guarantee you know. 407-916-5400. College football bowl tickets, gang. And a concert. Our prize at 407-916-5400. Join us on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're playing Sound Judgment in just a minute. Right after I get done updating Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and I will do that for you in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. (laughs) 
Merry Christmas to you, and welcome to our daily Christmas music edition of Sound Judgment. Great prizes up for grabs today, and Stephanie's going to tell you all about them. Steph? That's right, bud. So today we have a wonderful pair of tickets to the AutoNation Cure Bowl at Camping World Stadium this Saturday, December 16th. Multi-platinum recording artist Andy Grammer headlines a pregame tailgate and concert at Tinker Field. Concert admission is included with the game ticket. Tinker Field opens at 12 a, or 11 a.m., concerts at noon, and kickoff is at 2.30. For more information, visit 1025wfla.com, keyword cure, bringing teams together to find a cure for cancer. Terrific prize package. Stephanie, thank you for that. And uh, this is so easy. This is the Budman's Christmas present to all of our players on the 50,000-watt front porch this morning, okay? Um, and if you can't get in, wait for a wrong answer because we still could get one. You never know what's going to happen out there. And the number to call would be 407-916-5400. For today's Sound Judgment, we are going to play one of the great Christmas hymns of all time, O Come All Ye Faithful. See, I'm even giving you the song. I want you to listen closely now, and when Yaffe stops the music, use your sound judgment to sing the rest of the line. I want you to pretend you're auditioning for your church choir and really let it rip for me. And if you get all the words right, even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, you are our sound judgment winner. Line four, take it. Hello? Go ahead, line four. What's next? Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Hey, Yaffe, that sounds pretty good to me. No, that's it. That's all you need. Go ahead, Yaffe, verify it. Hello? Hello, hello. Don't go away. You won it. You won it. You did it. Congratulations. You're going to the ball game and you're going to the concert and you made the choir. We we need another wow. good soprano. We we just you just made it. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Congratulations. Hope you uh, are excited about winning our game today. I'm very excited. I'm driving in the car with one hand right now. Okay. Uh oh, now you're really making me nervous. Now be careful with that. Um give <laughs> yeah. me your first name. I'll write you a note of congratulations to come along with the prizes, okay? Okay, my name is Linda, L-I-N-D-A. Mm-hmm. And where are you calling in? What town? Well, you're on the road right now. Where do you live? Well, I, I'm in Lake Mary, Florida. Terrific. It's wonderful to have you on. You've not played this game before. I don't recognize your voice. Well, I have never called into a radio. Well, I did years ago one time and won that time, too, uh, Broadway tickets. But I, I very rarely call in, but I just had you on the radio. Well, I've been terrific. driving over to my new house to meet the cable man. Well, Mer- Merry Christmas to you, Linda. Great to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Now, here's the thank way we you. do this, okay? I'm going to put you on hold. Do not hang up, okay? Great. And okay. Stephanie will make the arrangements on the prizes because you have won them. She did a good job on that, Yaffe. So there's a choir somewhere could use Linda, I think. Yeah, sounds like maybe she's in a choir. Yeah, she may well be. I didn't ask her that Better question. than I could do, that's for sure. <laughs> I knew the words, but... <laughs> Anyway, there we go. Another Christmas music edition of Sound Judgment sometime in tomorrow's three hours between 6 and 9. So if you're with us all three hours, you're going to be able to play the game and win it, okay? So coming up, we have the Rush Morning Update. Don't miss that. (laughs) 
Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, as the case may be. We are delighted to have you with us here with one hour to go. We'll get into the tax plan. We'll get into net neutrality, the big vote. Dr. Kronhaus is here with his breaking health and medical news and uh, lots of stuff out there you don't want to miss. A new warning about the risks of using your cell phone too much has to do with radiation. Stay tuned on all of that. Yaffe, you'll be on in prime time taking calls tonight. Yes, I'll be on 7 to 9 p.m. for my show, Beyond Reason Radio. You'll get to hear my expert analysis on what happened in Alabama. Haven't had, haven't been on the air since that happened. Right. So you'll get my take on everything, and plus on the tax reform as well. 7 to 9, right? 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. Right here on the 50,000-watt front porch, evening edition with Yaffe. Stephanie, I have to thank you. Thank you publicly for a, a surprise and wonderful gift yesterday. Um, I know that you have a collection of these White House ornaments. Yes, that is right. My grandma collects them, um, and she's got so many from over the years. And we have one tree that we put up every year in the living room, and it's just the White House tree with all the White House ornaments on it. And they are magnificent. And you've got a relative who is uh, in public service, in the Secret Service. Yes, my uncle is um, currently in the Secret Service, and my grandfather was also in the Secret Service for 26 years. This girl has connections. And and this ornament is magnificent. It it is the one that... Um, it dates back to the uh, FDR administration. It's a it's a, a gold eagle, and it, and it's magnificent. It's beautiful. I showed my yeah. wife Linda. She immediately went over and she put it in a prominent place on oh, the tree, that's awesome. and she asked me to thank you. It is well, absolutely I'm happy that you guys beautiful. Like it. It's really great. You can order those ornaments, too. I went to, you can order the whole collection if you want to. And there's a backstory that comes with it, and it's beautifully packaged. Yep, it's great. I love it. They are just magnificent. Thanks a a million. It was really nice. Really terrific. Good morning, Orlando. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And welcome to the 8 o'clock hour here as we check Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning today marks five years since the Sandy Hook massacre, and AAA forecasts a holiday travel record. We'll have the details in one minute. And looks like um, the Republicans are going to get the tax reform and tax cut deal done for the president. I'll tell you what is in the bill in a moment on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. Today is the five year anniversary of the attack on Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, that left 20 children and six adults dead. The children killed by troubled town resident Adam Lanza were all first graders, and the suspect took his own life as police closed in. A total of 28 people died during the violence five years ago today in Newtown, including suspect Adam Lanza and his mother, Nancy. The investigation into the attack shows that Adam had serious mental health issues and rarely left his home. The assault rifle used to carry out the school attack was purchased by Lanza's mother, who was shot dead with another gun as she slept in their new town home. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The future of how the Internet is regulated may be changing. The Republican-led Federal Communications Commission is scheduled to vote today on a controversial plan to repeal Obama-era net neutrality protections. Internet expert Heather Ross says net neutrality is a fairly simple concept. Net neutrality is the practice that all information on the Internet gets carried at the same speed. Ross says the Internet without net neutrality would be similar to an information superhighway with fast lanes and slow lanes, but Internet service providers would be in control of which sites would go in which lanes. 
California officials say progress is being made on that raging wildfire northwest of Los Angeles. Over 7,500 firefighters from 10 states are trying to control the blaze. The fire has destroyed over 238,000 acres and over 1,100 structures in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties and is now 30 percent contained. Former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator John McCain's daughter, Megan, both know what it's like to watch a loved one battle cancer. The two shared a special moment on ABC's The View yesterday. Your son, Bo, had the same cancer that my father was diagnosed with six months ago. And I'm sorry. But there's a lot of hope. Babe. I think about Bo almost every day. Bo Biden and John McCain were both diagnosed with the deadly brain cancer glioblastoma. Bo died from the disease in 2015 at age 46. Senator McCain later tweeted his thanks to the Biden family from Walter Reed Medical Center, where he's currently receiving treatment for side effects they say are fairly common with the uh, chemotherapy with the cancer treatment he's receiving. I think he knows what he's up against, and you're right. That was a very, very touching moment. Put the politics aside. That was as real and compelling as it gets with Joe Biden uh, comforting John McCain's daughter. It really was. Yeah, it was. It brings a tear to your eye. Just did. A record number of Americans are expected to travel this holiday season. AAA predicts that more than 107 million Americans will take a trip of 50 miles or more from home from Saturday, December 23rd through Monday, January 1st. Bet you've noticed the roads seem to be a little bit extra heavy these last couple of days. Well, that's because those numbers include 5.6 million Floridians. That's up 3.3% from just a year ago. AAA says Americans have more money to finance their travel plans thanks to a stronger economy and growing consumer confidence. And finally, speaking of the holidays, Target has a new way to help you purchase gifts without all the guessing. The retailer is introducing a new feature this holiday season called Gift Now that lets shoppers browse Target.com and pick an item to be sent via email. You have the option to send the gift, the e-gift, instantly, or you can choose the date you'd like the e-gift delivered to the recipient's inbox, such as Christmas Day. The recipient can then choose to accept the gift you chose by providing their shipping address, or they can change it to something else they'd prefer instead for the same dollar value. Isn't that interesting? That's a brook, a bricks and mortar chain, yeah. you know, um, getting engaged and figuring out how to deal with the competition from all the online ordering and all the package delivery, the Amazon phenomenon. Yeah, so I Pretty guess cool. now we're going to have to gift wrap our emails. <laughs> how about that? WFLA News Time, it's 8.08, and you can read about how you can listen to your favorite holiday music with our free iHeartRadio app at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. And Yaffe producing and Stephanie taking your calls at 407-916-5400. Hit the text line if you'd like at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. We roll on till 9 o'clock from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Jam-packed um, uh, next hour here, we're getting into this um, tax cut and tax reform deal uh, that was struck between the leadership of the Republican-controlled House and the Republican-controlled Senate. I'll tell you basically what is in this thing. And in 10 minutes, if you've been wondering about all this talk about net neutrality and a big FCC vote on it today, we're going to have a live report from one of our fine News Radio 1025 national correspondents. Bill Zimfer is going to sort it all out because i got to tell you, 
until very recently when I really engaged on this, my eyes glazed over when you mentioned net neutrality and the big vote coming up. And then there is Dr. Kronhaus with a weekly house call coming up here at 40 minutes after the hour. Uh, He's going to be focusing on a new uh, piece of research that warns us about the effect on your health of long-term extensive cell phone use and how half of middle-aged Americans now have, are you ready, hardened arteries. That's scary stuff. A whole lot more on the house call, too. Um, all of this we'll get into right after we give you the traditional update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic that you can count on. It's going to happen right here in two minutes. Stay tuned on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, what's in the Republican tax plan? Talked about it in depth earlier. Time doesn't permit to spend as much time on it in this jam packed hour, but we can tell you that this would lower the corporate rate and make us far more competitive on the international stage than we currently are. From a high of 35% in the industrialized world down to 21%. And it would drop the individual rate on the personal side of the tax equation for the richest Americans to 37%. Um, So those are a couple of features here. A lot of details still to come, still to be worked out again and, uh, and, and voted on by the House and the Senate probably next week. The final bill... Um, would allow mortgage interest deductions on loans up to $750,000 and deductions for state and local income or property taxes up to ten grand. Um, and also, it would increase the standard deduction for couples to 24000 That's a doubling. The caps on mortgage and state tax deductions would have a significant effect in the high-cost states like California, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Uh, it may not win back some Republican lawmakers from those states, though, who opposed limiting the write-offs. Of course, they have some cushion, the Republicans in the House, not much in the Senate, 52-48, and they want to get this done before they lose the Alabama Senate seat to Doug Jones, the Democrat, who would vote against this thing in a heartbeat. That's a further incentive for this thing to get done on a fast track by Christmas. What about the so-called pass-through entities that include small businesses, but also hedge funds and real estate ventures? Like those once held by the president, negotiators agree to allow them to deduct 20% of their income before paying taxes based on the individual rate. Um, So at any rate, there we go on that score. And the the new lower rate for individuals expected to expire in eight years. That's controversial, uh, leading to tax increases, uh, all things being equal for most Americans at the time. But the corporate tax cuts would be permanent under the revised plans. Um, Yaffe, um, you and I agree that the corporate cut is the big one here, that it's hard to argue against that unless you're just so committed to not ballooning the deficit, which in an ideal world you and I both would be. But I think this is going to spur an almost unimaginable level of growth and competitiveness on the world scene that's going to pay huge dividends for everybody in this economy. Yeah, and like I said earlier, the people that are really against it are those who want the government to have more money, more power. Yeah, They don't trust private business. They think the government's better at managing this wealth, and that's why they'll always be against tax breaks for corporations. But this country is run on private business and private enterprise, and we need to be more competitive. I think you raise great, great points. I know you'll be talking about this tonight when you're on in prime time with Beyond Reason from 7 until 9 tonight. Tune yes, in for Yaffe's own show. Big vote in the Federal Communications Commission expected today on the issue of net neutrality. And I wouldn't blame you a bit 
If you weren't quite sure what this is all about and why you should care, I cannot think of a man who stands a better chance of making this understandable than the guy I have live on the line, our good friend, News Radio 1025 National Correspondent, Bill Zimfer. When I had a chance to dish this one off to you, Bill, I did it. What do we need to know? Well, I'll tell you what, bud. Yeah, net neutrality is a term that we've heard thrown about over the last couple of years. And I must admit, uh, when it first uh, started coming out uh, a couple of years ago, I thought it had something to do with the three-second rule in basketball. So (laughs) I really had to uh, look at this as well. And net neutrality has to do with an open Internet. Back in 2015, the Obama administration decided that uh, ISPs, Internet service providers, should be classified as a public utility, kind of like your phone company. Company, your mm-hmm. water company. So uh, they said that would ensure an open Internet with uh, the ISPs not able to control content. Uh, they would control everything equally, no preference. And when you say ISPs, provided. again, we got to translate here. We're talking about the big Internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon, right? right? Yep, your Internet service provider. So uh, that was the goal of net neutrality, to make it an open Internet. Well, now the FCC, bud, has looked at this and said, That's a contradiction in terms. If you want an open Internet, there should be no regulation like net neutrality. So uh, the FCC at their meeting this morning, which will take place in about two hours, is expected to repeal net neutrality. So what's the big deal? The fear is that your company, like Comcast and and Verizon, uh, will be able to control web traffic more under this. Uh, Companies like Amazon, if they wish, could pay an extra fee uh, to have their services provided faster and at better quality than other companies who don't pay that fee. And I heard you mention the big Disney acquisition there. Disney in the streaming category is another possibility there. Uh, They could be put on a fast track by Internet service providers. Uh, uh, for an extra fee. So uh, there, is, there is concern over how much control Internet service providers would have over content on the web. Now, this all is part of the Trump strategy of deregulation, which I think has been very, very successful, generally speaking, in taking the shackles off the U.S. economy. You can see it's, it's going crazy, and I think that's one of the, of the wonderful things that the president has been committed to doing, and this all fits into that strategy, right? That's right. And uh, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai, who was put in place by the president, says the federal government has to stop micromanaging the Internet. Uh, There would still be some oversight, but it would fall to the Federal Trade Commission, which also looks at other businesses as well. So uh, there would still be some policing of the Internet. Uh, So what should uh, we look for if it's you or I or your listeners with your Mm -hmm. Internet? There won't be anything immediately. In fact, there will be a lawsuit filed immediately to try to stop this. So it'll be a while before anything happens. The danger, another danger, Bud, is that in many areas of the country, uh, there is a very limited supply of Internet service providers. In fact, where I live, there's one. Uh, You don't have a choice. So with a lack of competition, there is another fear that uh, those Internet service providers could really uh, put the clamps on things. Okay, but folks who are listening to this and their eyes are glazing over and you've done an awesome job on it, but it's, you know, it's it's complicated stuff. Uh, They're going to be able to sign on tomorrow and for the foreseeable future and everything's going to be okay, right? You will be able to sign on to the Internet for the foreseeable future, and you won't notice any difference at all. You're the best. Thank you. News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer. We appreciate it so much. You got it, bud. All right. Sorting out net neutrality. 
Yaffe, isn't he good? You want a succinct presentation everybody can understand. You go to Bill Zimfer. The guy's terrific. I was thinking that. That was a really good explanation. It really, really is. Yeah. You know, he used to be the voice of the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he's a really versatile guy. He's a terrific newsman as well and just does a great job. And uh, that's why we brought him on here, because he did a far better job than I would have done on net neutrality. I promise <laughs> you that. I promise you that. Tim, I know you're ready to go with the news at the bottom of the hour, but I did ask for calls on the tax plan. The The Republican House and Senate leadership have come together on a plan still to be voted on by the by the House and the Senate, but uh, we've got a caller on the line. Yeah, we do. We've got David from Orlando. Good morning, David. Good morning. Uh, listen, uh, at a corporate tax rate, I believe it's 21%. It's fantastic, but I believe if it comes to fruition and, and we have a $4 billion, a trillion dollar infusion of cash in their businesses, I think that would be fantastic for the average worker because when you create more jobs, businesses are going to have to pay more to, to keep their workers. So I, I believe it will be very good for our economy, and I hope it, it really happens. Well, That's I think it really will good. happen. I think the Republicans have to make it happen. Yaffe and I agree that the corporate tax cut that makes us more competitive on the world stage, and you pointed out the advantages that we'll reap from that, is the best part about the tax plan. And it sounds, Deb, like... Like David agrees. Yeah, definitely. Yep, yeah, great to have you with us, and thanks for your patience on the 50,000-watt front porch while we talk net neutrality. And uh, right now we are turning our attention, marking a uh, very, very sad uh, anniversary this morning, but one that we, we, we simply will not ignore. Yes, Newtown, Connecticut is marking five years since the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre. It was December 14, 2012, when 20-year-old Adam Lanza murdered 20 young children and six school employees before turning the gun on himself, it was one of the worst mass shootings in American history. All Newtown municipal offices, in fact, will be closed for 15 minutes at 9.30 this morning to allow town workers a period of silence and reflection. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All right. Feeling down or sick? No. Not yet. Okay. But if you do, it could be man flu. Well, it couldn't be for you. could no. be for me. Exactly. All right. What's the deal with this man flu thing? I didn't know there was stuff that we can get you don't get. Well, it's it's not that. It's a Canadian researcher does say it is real. Research published in the BMJ Medical Journal says men are more susceptible to complications of the flu than a woman. Oh, okay. Plus, a man's immune system may be naturally weaker thanks to testosterone. Wait a minute. You guys are the weaker sex, aren't you? No, honey. No, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm okay. I'm just saying. The term man flu is sometimes used for men exaggerating their symptoms when sick from a cold or other minor illness. Oh, we're a bunch of whiners. Other scientists say there's too little evidence to say man flu exists. What do you think? You're smirking over there. I know that look. Do you see that, Yaffe? you see that? She doesn't even want to look at me right now. <laughs> so so you don't buy it, huh? No. Just men whining more. That's yes, it. exactly. They need to man up. <laughs> yeah. Every right. every wife or girlfriend out there is going. No way. There is no such thing as man flu. So if so, we're <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of like pretty much self absorbed wimps. Would that be pretty much it? Is that where you are with men? No, <laughs> not at all. Just some. Just some. <laughs>
Now she is looking at me. Now I'm really concerned. <laughs> Man flu. Man flu. Here's, okay. here's another health note you probably didn't ever think you were going to hear. Patients often can't help but wonder, right, what doctors and nurses are doing while they're sedated. Some suspect trash talking. Others are wary of racially charged comments. Wow. We've had a story of nurses taking pictures of people's body parts and sharing them on social media. Well, on Wednesday, a British surgeon gave patients something new to worry about. Uh Uh-oh. Getting their doctor's initials burned into their organs. Come on! While they were unconscious. Oh, jeez. 53-year-old Simon Bramhall pleaded guilty to two counts of assault by beating after he used an electric beam typically used to seal blood vessels to mark SB into a man and woman's livers during their transplant operations in 2013. That is just weird. Isn't it? Autographing you from the inside, and they couldn't figure out what the charge was, so it's beating? Yeah, assault by beating. <laughs> I mean, now, they did a good job, right? <laughs> doing so usually isn't harmful, as the marks would typically fade, but here's the problem. The woman's liver didn't heal normally. And it was during her follow-up operation that doctors allegedly discovered the surgeon's initials. That's the most bizarre doggone story I've heard in a while. Isn't it? Wow. But I do have one more for you. What is that? And are are extraterrestrials trying to communicate with us, bud, or are they trying to study us? I don't know. You tell me. Well, some scientists think that's a possibility and that it's happening right now. Starting at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, researchers with the Breakthrough Listen Initiative began pointing a powerful radio telescope toward a mysterious cigar-shaped object that's not from our solar system. Hopeful they could detect signs that the interstellar interloper is actually of alien origin. The object in question, this is what you've been hearing me practice, is Uma Uma, Hawaiian for first messenger. Now, they don't, it's an asteroid from another star system, and it's currently zipping past Jupiter at about 196,000 miles per hour, too fast to be trapped by the sun's gravitational pull. Whoa. Yeah. We don't know what this thing is. We don't know. We, we don't even know what it's made of. Wow. Is it rock? Is it metal? I mean, it's not shaped like an asteroid. It's an 800-meter-long cigar-shaped object. It's floating. That's not That's even, a half a mile long. It's not, and it's not from our solar system. You're freaking me out. I don't even know if I should prep tomorrow's show or is it just going to be all for naught? It isn't slowing down, is it? (laughs) It sounds like Independence Day at the beginning of the movie, doesn't it? It does. They're like, isn't it an asteroid? And he's like, well, it's slowing down, sir. Oh. If we hear that it's slowing down, that's when I'm going to get worried. Exactly. And then that's when you know you don't have to prep the show. Okay. Let me know. I will let Can you know. Can we have some updates? <laughs> Absolutely. She was Deb Meister. All right, good deal. Now, uh, I don't think he's going to talk about the man flu, but he can if he wants to. He can talk whatever he wants to talk when it comes to health and medicine, and nobody knows it all better than Dr. Kronhaus, my doctor from Lake Cardiology, gets the weekly house call right now, and uh, he's going to identify some personality traits that, if you have them, may help you live longer. And there's new research out. It's a little bit scary about how... Heavy cell phone use may impact your health. Lots of breaking health and medical news with the doc. Dr. Kronhaus coming right up on the 50,000-watt front porch. That and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic to be updated in two minutes, in fact, here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. 
My doctor, the one and only from Lake Cardiology, Dr. K, welcome to Good Morning Orlando and the 50,000-watt front porch. Great to be back with you, bud. Oh, it's always great to have you here. You know, I think all of us would like to be able to live as long as we possibly can, and apparently some of us with certain personality traits have a better shot at that than others. What can you tell us? Exactly. This is out of International Psychogeriatrics this week. But this is a study of the mental health and personalities of elderly adults ranging in age from 90 to 101. The unique features associated with better mental health of this elderly population are, are you ready for this list? This is what we all want. All right. Is positivity, work ethic, stubbornness, and a strong bond with family, religion, and land. Very old adults have significant self-confidence and decision-making skills compared to younger folks. Isn't that interesting? Is it all about, you know, just being able to live a life without being constantly racked by stress and doubt and everything else? Is, is that what's going on there? Exactly. Yeah, very interesting. You know, um, Viagra is widely used, uh, despite the fact it's been kind of pricey, generally speaking. Some good news on that front this morning. Yes, very good news. And, you know, the history of Viagra is fascinating. It was discovered in, 18, in 1989 by British scientists, they thought it was going to be a heart medicine for angina, for high blood pressure, and then they put it into studies, and lo and behold, it didn't have much effect on the heart, but it had effects somewhere else in the body where we love it right now. And two generic versions of the erectile dysfunction drug Viagra are scheduled to hit the market this week, but one of the new generics is made by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the other by Greenstone, which is a subsidiary of Pfizer. That's the company that manufactures Viagra. The Generic versions of the little blue pill sildenafil will likely be cheaper than the brand name Viagra for most men. And the good news is that more generic versions are expected next year, which could drive prices even lower. How about that? And some concerning news this morning in medical research on what may happen to women who use Ritalin during pregnancy, Doc. JAMA Psychiatry this week, bud, if you're Taking Ritalin or Concerta for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, that's ADHD, and you plan to become pregnant, you might want to talk to your doctor about switching your medication first. This new study found a small increased risk of having a baby with a heart defect if Ritalin, Concerta, that's methylphenidate, was taken by the mother-to-be. All right. Now, listen, as a cardiologist, I know that this would have been on your radar when research came down indicating the frightening percentage of people in middle age who have hardening of the arteries. What's the story here? This is mainstream. This is out of the Journal of the American College of Cardiology this week that half of middle-aged people who are normal weight and do not smoke or have diabetes, bud, may have clogged arteries. It's a high level of bad cholesterol or LDL. It's the main reason why apparently healthy individuals suffer heart attacks or strokes in middle age. The important thing is that cholesterol levels need to be individualized. One size does not fit all. For many of us, a good level is... uh, high for somebody else. Atherosclerotic plaques, they're present in 50% of middle-aged individuals in this study that was 40 to 54 years old, but with no classical cardiovascular risk factors, according to this study. It's come up on this show in closing here, Doc, what a great baseball fan you are. Um, I think you might have been a great player because you can definitely hit the curveball. In the middle of the night, I wrote you and said, I got new research here on the dangers of heavy use of cell phones, and and I said, go with it if you're ready, and apparently you are. Take it away. 
This is from the California Depart- Health Department. The California Department of Public Health but has raised concerns about the radio frequency energy emitted from cell phones. Research suggests that long-term extensive use may affect health. So to reduce exposure to these radio frequency energies, what you want to do, do not keep your phone on in your pocket. Move it away from your bed at night or even turn it off and keep the phone away from your body. My goodness. I mean, but most people, though, you know, they have it up to their ear. All the time. All the time, Doc. I mean, is it going to fry their brains or what? You want to use that speaker as much as possible. Very, very interesting. Always great having you. Great house call, Doc. Have a great day serving patients, saving lives at Lake Cardiology, and give my best to everybody there. Will you? Thank you, and be well, bud. All right, good deal. Book an appointment with the amazing Dr. Kronhaus. Ask about his BudScan 2.0 heart scan that is a lifesaver that most insurance will cover. Uh, 352-735-1400. Tell him I sent you. 352-735-1400. And more of Dr. Kronhaus on the radio and his nationally syndicated program, Good Day Health with Dr. Ken, which we carry every Sunday afternoon. Be here at 2 until 3 for Good Day Health with Dr. Ken on WFLA. I'm going to end the show where we started the show here this morning with further evidence about how stacked the deck is against the president by the Mueller team of the special prosecutor's office. Stay tuned on that, and we'll have an update as well, a final look at our Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes as well, here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I was watching the uh, House Judiciary hearings yesterday as they grilled the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, and it was high theater because it all came after the judiciary or the Justice Department had released a whole slew more of these text messages between members of Mueller's team conducting this probe of uh, Russian collusion and whatever else. And it's just so clear, more clear than ever, how anti-Trump so many of them are. We don't know of any that are pro-Trump, and the Republicans on the committee, here's a couple of them right now, went right after Rosenstein on this. Can you say that this group of Democrat partisans are unbiased and will give President Trump a fair shake? This is unbelievable. And I'm here to tell you, Mr. Rosenstein, I think the public trust in this whole thing is gone. So it seems to me you got two things you can do. You're the guy in charge. You're the guy who picked Mueller. You're the guy who wrote the memo saying why he needed to fire Comey. You're the guy in charge. You could disband the Mueller special prosecutor, and you can do what we've all called for. Appoint a second special counsel to look into this, to look into Peter Strzok, Bruce Orr, everything else we've learned in the last several weeks. Rosenstein listened attentively and then dismissed it all. Listen. He is running that office appropriately. Recognizing that people have political views, but ensuring that those views are not in any way a factor in how they conduct themselves. All right, so Rosenstein's not about to fire Mueller on his own. I came out this week and I said I think it's about time, given the reality we now see here more clearly than ever, that President Trump demand Rosenstein fire Mueller. We'll see, and we will follow the story. It was outrageous what came to light yesterday, and the Republicans were just awesome on Capitol Hill. And we're not done with the Best in Talk radio coming up here. We've got Glenn and we've got Rush. And tonight we've got Yaffe. When are you on tonight, buddy? I am on 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. Check out our full recap on our website, 1025wfla.com podcast and the whole deal. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America. 